Hey, today I am excited to continue our series called Travel Light. Pastor Dan did an incredible job last week kicking us off. And really this series is all about just letting go of things that keep us from living the life that God has called us to live. And today I want to talk about this thing called distractions. We live in a distracted culture. Would you agree? We live in a very distracted culture. I mean, the Time Magazine article that I read this past week said that our average attention span in 2023 is 8.25 seconds. Isn't that crazy? Some of you with kids are like, yeah, that checks out, right? Like that, that totally makes sense. But it's crazy because we live in a very distracted culture. And I'll be honest, I think for a lot of us, we actually like distraction. Like for a lot of you guys, last week, you were very distracted in the middle of the service when you found out your team got in and mine didn't, right? Like, like you were distracted waiting to find out that your tide got in. And, and for me, like, I, I think we like distractions. What for so many of us happens is we end up in this place where we go, I would rather be distracted because it means that I don't have to deal with my problems. It means that I don't have to deal with the ramifications of my decisions. And I think for so many of us in this room, our decisions are what actually are keeping us distracted and we like it that way. Like we make decision after decision that are just keeping us more and more distracted. It's actually our own decisions that are keeping us distracted, that are actually digging a hole for us of distraction. A couple weeks ago, I was at a wedding and uh, it was at somebody's house and in the backyard, there's this sand pit that my son Aiden, y'all have all heard me tell a thousand stories about Aiden. Aiden is a trip. And there was this sandbox in the backyard and I'm sitting at a table eating because that's the whole reason you go to a wedding, amen? You just go for the food. And so I'm sitting there watching my son play in the sand pit and he has a shovel in his hand and he's in this sand pit and he's literally standing, digging a hole and he's getting deeper. And he's standing with his shovel and he's just digging and he's throwing sand directly up in the air. And how many of you know what happens when you throw sand directly up in the air? It comes right back down on top of your head. And so my son is literally standing, digging a hole that he is sinking into, throwing sand up in the air and it's coming down on top of his head. And he is getting so frustrated because he can't figure out where the sand's coming from. Right? Like, if you ever watched your kids do something, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to need that college fund. Right? Like, you ever see your kids do stuff, you're just like, I don't know if I'm going to need it. Right? Like, they're, they're probably just going to do something normal. Right? And, and I'm sitting here watching him throw sand. I mean, he does it seven or eight times. Just throw sand up in the air, sand come down, hit him in the face. And he, my son's got a temper. I mean, he's just getting mad. He's getting frustrated. He can't figure out why he's getting deeper and has sand all over him. And it wasn't until I came over, picked him up, told him to put the shovel down and put him on new ground that he realized that it was his decisions that were digging the hole. It was his decisions that were creating the mess. And I think for so many of us, all we need when we live lives that are distracted is for somebody to come and pick us up, for somebody to look us in the face and say, hey, friend, let me just tell you, this is why you're distracted and to help us see that there is a new way. Today, I wanna to preach a really simple message. When I say simple, I mean elementary. Like I wanna preach a very simple message about letting go of distractions. Let me be the friend that gets you out of the sandpit and puts you on new ground so that you can live a distraction-free life. 
I, I want us to jump into this very short story in the Bible, Luke chapter 10. And it says this, it says, as Jesus and the disciples continued their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet. I want you to notice that. Her sister Mary is sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught, but Martha was distracted by the dinner she was preparing. And she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all the details, and there is only one thing worth being concerned about. I want you to notice what he says to Martha in her frustration. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. I'm going to give you three things this morning that I believe are going to help you live a distraction-free life. Number one is this, is you have to acknowledge the distraction. You have to acknowledge the fact that you are distracted. I think for so many of us, we live in this world and we just kind of go through the motions and we just kind of go through whatever culture tells us and we do whatever culture tells us and we don't realize that we are so distracted by all the good things around us that we miss out on the best thing that's sitting right in front of us. And we see this in this story. We see that Martha is inviting Jesus into their home for a dinner party. And Martha gets busy cooking and cleaning and setting up and getting everything ready for the guest. And Mary is just sitting there as Jesus is talking and teaching. And Mary is just sitting at his feet listening. And what happens in this story? What happens is Mary is sitting listening and then Martha is like, I am so tired of preparing for our guests by myself. So I'm gonna go to Jesus right in front of Mary and I'm gonna complain about her that she needs to get her lazy self up and she needs to help me out, right? Like for some of you, you're like, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. That is Christmas day, right? All my kids are just gonna sit. They're not gonna help with nothing. And this is what we see in this moment. We see that Martha begins getting frustrated because she's like, I'm doing everything in my power to prepare for our guest, to get the dinner ready, to make sure he is well taken care of. Lord, tell Mary to get up and help me. And I want you to notice what Jesus says to her. It's so simple, but so profound. He literally says, Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. But there is only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it. See, here's the problem in the story. The problem in the story is that Mary was distracted by doing good things that she missed out on the best thing sitting right in front of her. I don't know if there's a better way to explain the Christmas season in 2023. Amen? That we are distracted by good things but yet we are living our life so distracted by all the good things that this season can bring that we miss out on the best thing that this season is all about. You see, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. She was sitting in the right place. She had discovered that I don't care what's for dinner. I don't care what's happening at the rest of the party. I don't care what else is going on. I am sitting here focused on Jesus. The word distracted here actually means 
the definition would be that she was dragged in different directions. That Martha was being dragged in different directions while the king of the universe was sitting in her living room. How many of you have ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way where you just felt like you're dragged in a million different directions? Have you felt that way this Christmas season, right? I mean, you're just pulled in a million different directions. You're pulled a thousand different ways. You're just all over the place because that's what culture does for us. Is it convinces us that the Christmas tree and the presents under the tree and purchasing and buying and showing up to events and all of that stuff is the most important thing. And I'm here to tell you, Mary has discovered the secret of a distraction-free life, of sitting in front of what is most important. You see, the first thing, if you want to live a distraction-free life, is you have to acknowledge the distraction, but you can't enjoy the view if you are distracted by everything else that is going on. My, my family and I, we love Disney. We're all about Disney. And uh, there's this thing at Disney that we love to do. It, I'll be honest, I... I'm not a fan of heights. Anybody in here not a fan of heights? Like, I've been skydiving, but I still hate heights. Like, I'm not about it. And there's this thing that you can do called the Disney Skyliner. So there's this really, really cool thing that you could do at Disney called the Disney Skyliner. And it's free. So it doesn't, I know you're like, Disney and free, no way. And it's just free. You can go from one park to the other. Thing is, you got to pay to get in the park, right? Um, But you can go from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. And so there's this one night a couple months ago, we were at Disney and and we decided that some people were going to go home, but me and uh, my wife's two little brothers decided we wanted to jump from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. It was about 7.30. We wanted to get, take the Skyliner over to Hollywood Studios and do a bunch of rides before the park closed because all the wait times were really low. And so we were like, this is about to be awesome. We're about to go from one park to the next. And so I have to try to explain Che. Ch- Chase and Chance to you before I can tell you the rest of the story. Chance is a really good dude, 16 years old. Uh, I've told you stories about Chance before. He's, he's an awesome guy. Chase is 12 years old, and Chase is unexplainable. Chase, you ever you just had somebody in your life, like there's just no definition for that person. Like that is Chase. Chase is probably the most unintentionally funny person on the planet. Like we have literally talked about hiring a camera crew to just follow this guy around because it would be comedy. Like he is so funny and he is so awkward at the same time. He just says things, does things that make no sense and just kind of ruins situations in the best way, right? And so the Skyliner works where it keeps moving. And so you literally, they tell you to go and it's the luck of the draw if you're gonna end up with some random people on this Skyliner. And so all of a sudden we, it's our turn, we go and then they put these two random college age girls that are just woo girls, right? They put them on there with us and they're sitting across from us and it's a big glass bucket in the sky that takes you over resorts. Like it, it's beautiful. It is about 7.30 and there was pink skies, I mean, gorgeous view, all this stuff. And these girls across from us, you're facing each other. They're just enjoying it, all these things. And then all of a sudden, Chasey just says, wouldn't it be so crazy? That's how he talks. Wouldn't it be so crazy if we just fell out of the sky? And I look over at these college age girls and I see their eyes just get so big. I mean, just so big, like massive. And I'm like, Chase, shh, Chasey, be quiet. Because <laughs> I could tell, like, he kind of shocked him. Because, I mean, you're literally, it's basically a glass ski lift that's taking you from one place to another. It's pretty high. 
and you go over resorts, you go over traffic, like you go over water at some point, I think, like you just, it's kind of sketchy, like if, especially if you don't like heights. And if you've ever been on it, anybody that's been on the Skyliner can tell you, it does not move slowly. Like there's certain parts where it's pretty quick and he just keeps going. Like I tell him to be quiet and he's like, no, like for real, wouldn't it be crazy if we fell into traffic? And he just keeps making it worse. And I, all of a sudden, I see these girls are just having the time of their life, enjoying the pink skies, looking at the resorts, all the things. I see these girls literally grab their chair and look at their lap for the rest of the ride. Because Chase is sitting here talking about dying, right? Wouldn't it be crazy if we fell into traffic? Wouldn't it be crazy if we fell into water? Wouldn't it be crazy if we, you know, and a car hit us? Wouldn't it be crazy if we fell and a Disney bus hit us? Wouldn't it? I mean, he was just... Go and go and go. I couldn't get the guy to shut up, right? And I saw what was supposed to be a time for these girls to enjoy the view and enjoy all the great things around them. They were now distracted. And they were now stuck in this place, right? Just looking at their lap, just trying to make it through. Like, I just want to live, right? And I think for so many of us, I mean, this happens in our life. We allow the circumstances, we allow the things that come with this season. I know for this, for so many people in our church, man, this season isn't the best season because of loss or because of pain or because of what has happened. And, and we just allow all these things, I mean, to cloud us to where we can't even enjoy the view anymore. Like we can't even focus on all the beautiful things that are happening around us. Like we get so caught up in family drama, amen. Like we get so caught up in all the stuff, all the financial needs, all the things. And I think we just, we miss the beauty of this season. This season is not about all the stuff. It's about Jesus. But we, it, it all starts with us acknowledging that we are distracted people. You see, the devil doesn't have to destroy you if he can distract you. I think that's one of his primary goals is just to distract us, to get our eyes off of what's most important so we focus on everything else. But it starts with you acknowledging the distraction. And then the second thing you have to do is you just have to clear the path. You just have to clear the path. You've got to get all the stuff that might be causing distraction. You've got to move it out of the way. You want to know one of the biggest things that you need to do in your life? And I say need very strongly is you need to create space for Jesus in your life. Like you need to create a space for you and him to just sit. And I know that sounds so crazy because especially the people with, parent, with uh, kids in here, all the parents with kids, you're like, I can't even go to the bathroom by myself, Right? Like, I, I can't even take a shower with all these kids. I can't, like, listen, you have to create space for Jesus in your life. You want to know one of the ways I have to do that in certain seasons? i got to remove social media. Social media, I truly believe, is one of the most distracting things you could ever have in your entire life. Because what it does is it puts you in the rat race of I need to have my Christmas season look like their Christmas season. I need to have my holidays look like their holidays. I need to have my house look like their house. I need to have my car look like their car. I need to have my trip look like their trip. I need to have my stuff look like their stuff. And how many of you know we need to be done with that race? Like that race is exhausting and it doesn't end up anywhere is you can purchase every gift, you can plan every party, and at the end of the day, I promise you're still gonna feel empty if Jesus is not the center of your life. So you gotta create 
you got to clear the path to make sure that he stays the main thing. This is what is happening in our story today is that Mary said, I don't care what's going on. I am clearing the path. I am sitting in front of Jesus while Martha is focused on the party, the food, and all the other things. And I think one of my fears for my family, maybe for your family as well, is that you will coast through this season so worried about everything that doesn't matter that you miss what matters most. That you will say, well, my kids need the next best thing or my family needs this or we gotta have the best party or we gotta go on the best trip and we gotta do all these things. And how many of you know that is a really empty way to live? It's empty. I've tried it. I've done it. My wife and I, I'll just tell you personally, we've just decided this year, like, our kids don't, they're getting a few little things. They don't need, you, you want to know what my kids need more of? Me looking them in the eyes, telling them how much they mean to me. You want to know what my kids need? My kids need me. They don't need another gift under the tree. They don't need something they're going to play with two times. They don't, they don't need all that stuff. What, you want to know what they need? They need family. They need to know that Jesus is the center of this season. They need to know what is most important in this moment is not all the extra stuff. It's all good things. We love Santa. We love Christmas. We love all the stuff. But I'm telling you, if you want to live a distraction-free life, you got to get the distractions out of the way. you got to clear the path you got to set the right thing in the center again. Hey, maybe it's social media for you. Maybe you got to get that out of the way. Maybe it's work for you. Maybe you are so busy working and providing and doing and being and all the things that you're actually missing the best parts of this season with your family. Hey, for so many of us, maybe it's just you're so focused on purchasing and you're so focused on all those things that you're just, you're going to miss it. But you got to clear the path. You've got to create space for Jesus in your life. The Psalms calls it a secret place. That you would have a secret place that you could go and you could be with the Lord. You could go and be with Jesus. Like I have that. It's hard to get. I'll be honest with you. Like it's, it's hard to find that time. It's hard to find that space. But you have to set that as a priority for your life. And the last thing is this. Is you have to set your sights. I'm going to try to present an idea to you that I think you know, but I don't know if you really know. I think one of the enemy's strongest tools that he tries to use against us is to convince us that this life is all that matters. But the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter three, it says this, it says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you have died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. I wanna read this one more time because I wanna make sure you get it. So important that you understand this. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. I think it's challenging for us in 2023 to keep heaven at the forefront of our mind. Do you agree? Like I think it's tough for us to process, because I'll be honest, for a lot of us, it's terrifying, right? Think about heaven, to think about forever, to think about 
those things, it's, it's pretty terrifying for us to think about these things. But I don't know about you, but I've just decided for myself, like I have to keep heaven. I have to keep this reality that heaven is what is most important. Being with Jesus is the life that I'm actually living for. That is what matters most. A couple years ago, my, uh, it was my wife's birthday weekend and we found out we were supposed to go out of town. We were gonna go on a trip and we found out the day we were supposed to leave that my wife's uh, grandfather was about to pass away. And they told us that he was gonna come home and uh, it was gonna be hospice care at his house. So they were gonna have a hospital bed in the living room. So they moved all the couches out and surrounded this hospital bed in his living room. And they just invited all the family. They said he's probably got three or four days. They invited all the family. So every single one of us, I mean, everybody you could think of was in this living room we all took off work. We, we were all there for three or four days. And the first day he came home, I, I'll just be honest with you. I thought he was fine. Like he was cutting up. He was laughing. He was telling stories. This guy, Hannah's grandfather, we thought he was in the FBI for a long time. And I still kind of do because he's been to like every country. Like he's built this amazing engineering company. Like he is the man. Like he had all the things, he had a great house. He, his family loved him, all of his kids loved him. Everybody was still super close. I mean, I'd, I was blown away by the life that this guy lived. I mean, just absolutely blown away. So this was so sad to sit here and watch somebody that lived this kind of life go through something like this. If you've ever been in a situation like this, you understand it. And I'm, I'm, we're all sitting in this room for three or four days. Nobody's really doing anything. And in the first day, he's fine. He's telling stories, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, he just goes mute, stops talking completely. And we're all just, man, we're all just so sad because we were like, man, I can't believe that's the last thing we're going to hear him say. And he was telling stories and jokes and all these things. And a few days go by. We're all sitting there, and all of a sudden, his whole facial expression changes. And I can't make this up. And we just see him smile as big as you could possibly imagine. And I'm sitting, I mean, he's like right here. And I'm looking straight at his face and I cannot make this up. I hear him say, hi, Jesus. Just as clear as day, just hi, Jesus. Hi, Jesus. And he just keeps saying it. Hi, Jesus. After two days of not saying a word. Hi, Jesus. Hi, Jesus. Hi, Jesus. He smiled real big. He took a deep breath and he didn't say another word. And he actually lived about a day and a half longer. He passed away. And hi, Jesus was the last thing he ever said. And I'll just be honest. I, I've been a pastor for a long, 12 years, 11 years. And I was sitting in this room knowing where this man's going because he loved Jesus. I mean, he loved Jesus. And I was so jealous. Have you ever been in a room like that? Like I was so jealous because I was like, this man built success in every category. He had the nice house. He had the nice car. He had his whole family surrounding him. He built the successful business. He had more money that than anybody I know, like he was the man 
in culture. He was the man in his family. He was the man in every way. And the thing I was the most jealous of about him was that moment. Because what it told me was at the end of the day, all this stuff, he can't take it with him. But the only thing that matters at the end of the day is that moment. I think for so many of us, we live our lives so focused on everything else that we're actually ripping that moment away from our lives. Where we can sit in a living room with everybody we love surrounding us saying to the King of Kings, I am coming home. And I don't know about you, man, but I am passionate this morning that you would understand that the only thing in your life that matters is that moment. It's getting to the place where you realize all the stuff is gonna fade. All the things that you are buying your kids, all the stuff, all that this Christmas season we wrap ourselves in, all the stuff that we get so distracted by, all the things that we put in front of him, all that stuff at some point is going to fade and we are gonna have a moment where we see him face to face. And I don't know about you, but I just imagined in that moment him saying hi to Jesus and Jesus saying, hi, Don, welcome home. I don't know about you, man, but I don't need more distraction. I don't need more stuff. I don't need another trip. I don't need another car. I don't need another house. I don't need anything else because I am setting my sights on the only thing that matters. You see, you have two choices today. You can continue to run the rat race of being distracted by good things in your life, or you can set your life up based on the best thing, and that's Jesus. You see, if you want to live a distraction-free life, you have to acknowledge that there's a distraction in your way. I guarantee for every single one of us, there is. There's something in the way of you fully engaging and just sitting at Jesus' feet the way Mary did in this story. So let me ask you this question. What do you need to let go of today? What do you need to clear the path for? What do you need to get out of the way? What do you need to move into a secondary place so that you can focus on the thing that is most important? See, my challenge for you today is that you will put the best thing in the right place and that's that's what you set your sights on. That's what you focus on most.